Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. So I am welcoming Liz Larkin Thorpe, who is in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and finding out that we don't live more than maybe four hours away from each other. And I'm really excited to have you on here. And your story is intriguing to me because I don't know anyone. It's like when I go to New York and you ask where people are from, they'll tell you everywhere else in the world. When, they, when someone says they're from New York, you're like, oh, that exists. So I know you from Hello Hollywood, Hello in Reno, and you actually grew up outside of Reno. And so that, that's a whole fun thing. Instead of these people that come from Australia and New Zealand and England to be in the show, you came, what, 15 miles, 20 miles <laughs> to be oh, in? Oh, it was, it, was, it was over 30. It was 30. over 30. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you, you yeah. seriously, you were a tourist then to come yeah. into Reno. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. I would love to hear what that was like even growing up there because when the MGM came in, I mean, I know there was like sparks and there was casinos, but there was nothing like the MGM. So even, did you even know the construction or paid attention to this, that there was like this giant casino and the fact that, oh, by the way, it's going to have 150 dancers. Was that even on your radar? What did you know oh, in your dance world that this might be coming? Wow. Well, hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Thank you. First off, thank you, Sherry, for asking me to do this. This is really fun. Anytime you get a chance to go down memory lane, especially such, a, such happy memories that Hello Hollywood, Hello holds for me. It's really, it was so special and, and really remarkable how, how it opened a door for a life beyond my wildest dreams, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm from Carson City. I was not, I, I was born and raised in Southern California, but I moved to Carson City in the middle of my eighth grade year. I guess I was 12, 13. So the majority of my, of my um, really good ballet training happened in, in San Diego, California, which is good. I um, ended up continuing when I, when I got to, to Carson City and um, spent some, some, two summers in um, San Francisco on scholarship with San Francisco Ballet. Oh. So that was really, really uh, super, for my, super for my training anyway. I um, didn't really ever consider being able to have a, a career as a, as a dancer. Once I got old enough and blew a couple of auditions with Boston Ballet, New York City, you know, they want you when you're, you know, 14, 15, 16. And, and it just, it just wasn't going to pan out. Then I hear, I heard about this big, beautiful show that they were doing. I'd never seen a show. I knew that they had cabaret shows in Reno and, and Lake Tahoe, but nothing of this magnitude. And I knew that one of the girls that I had trained with in Carson City had landed a job, that she'd gone down to Las Vegas and auditioned. And I thought, oh my gosh, well, I'm, I want in too. I want in. I ended up going over to Reno and apply, well, hoping to apply for, for a position 
and at one of this employment center that they had set up because the hotel was not, not uh, even close to being, being done. But they started, they started getting, getting the ball rolling as for employees since they needed thousands. And they didn't know what the heck I was talking about. They didn't <laughs> know anything about the show and said, well, here, maybe, maybe call this number and call that number. And I quickly ran out of, uh, ran out of coins for the, for the, the, the uh, pay phones, of course. So I, I went home and I, I manned the phone and I, and I ended up calling Don Arden at home after it, what seemed like, like a dozen or more phone calls and being told, call this number. We can't help you, but call this number. We can't help you. And he, he was really irritated. How did you get this number? And I said, and you I have don't no, know. You I have don't, no idea who he is, right? No, no. And no. And, and I said, <laughs> well, I, I just, I'm, I'm from Carson City and, and I heard you're going to do a big show at this new MGM Grand and, and I'm a dancer and I love a job. And, and he asked me, well, well, can, can you do ballet? And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really good at ballet. He goes, do you have long legs? And oh, first he said, how tall are you? I said, well, I'm 5'9". He said, okay, that's good. He, he said he might need some, some extra uh, tall, I think, tall nudes. And I'm like, what the heck is a tall nude? <laughs> Didn't like the sound of that at all. But I thought, well, let's just, let's just go. He, he said, show up at the first day of rehearsals. So I did. He said, I'll audition you and, and uh, come and find me. And I uh, showed up and boy, everybody's just so comfortable because they'd all work together. There was reunion from Barcelona and then there's the Paris girls and there's all these magnificent, beautiful human beings and uh, feeling a bit like a turd in a punch bowl, as you can <laughs> well imagine. Um, I'm like, oh, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> and I've literally got my hair up in a bun and the pink tights and the ballet shoes. And I don't own a pair of heels. Everyone's starting to warm up. And here I am looking around thinking, we're not in Kansas anymore. With I remember Rita, Rita Spore taking off her, 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 uh, her clothes and she had on fishnets and she had a, uh, silver high heels and her leotard rolled up her bum. And I'm thinking, what is happening? <laughs> and I, I luckily had a pair of, of sheer to the waist pantyhose. Oh my God. Um, so thank heavens. The, however, I'm just saying I would have worn them even if they had tops on them rather than the, <laughs> rather than the pink tights. But I was still stuck with the ballet shoes, took the hair down, cranked, cranked on some eyeliner big time, put on more lipstick. I, I, you know, I was quick. I was quick. I saw, I saw yeah. what was, what was happening. So had, luckily I had a safety pin in my bag and I took and scrunched down my leotard in between my boobs and hiked the boobs up. And I was like, okay, I'm bringing the sexy as, yes. much, as, <laughs> as much as an 18 year old ballet, you know, nerd here can, can bring it. And, and I got, got out there and I said, well, I need to talk to Mr. Arden. Where's Don Arden? And he, they, they just sent me up there. They just sent me to, to, you know, it was like God on high. He, people <laughs> were not talking to Don Arden that let's just say he was sitting on um, 
probably by himself, way up the upper tier of this this cavernous place. And and I just mosey on up there, and and I remember shaking his hand. And if I'm not mistaken, I might have sat right down beside him and just said, "Hi, it's me. It's you know, it's Liz Larkin from Carson City." And he knew who I was. He remembered the conversation and he said, well, here's the deal. You get up there and you do whatever they tell you to do. Just jump, jump in. And, and it was eight, like eight hours of dance, dance, dance. We went in at six o'clock after the construction crew went home and then we danced, it seemed like till two in the morning. And it was, it was crazy. So at the end of that day, I remember, I remember going back up to Mr. Arden and saying, so how'd I do? And he said, come back tomorrow. I don't know. I was like, oh my gosh, you're kidding me. And I was, I was uh, enrolled in college and I was teaching exercise classes at, at a local gym that I had to teach. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. It was ridiculous. So it was, so I, I did it, I went back the next night and this, this went on for, it seemed like day after day after day. And finally, I went up to him and I said, and, and I did go, I, and I would go up at the end of every, every rehearsal and say, well, do I have a job? And, and he'd say, come back tomorrow, come back tomorrow. And finally, I said, Mr. Arden, I can't do this I, anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm working during the day. I'm going to school. And, and he said, ah, he laughed his, laughed his head off and said, I was wondering when you were going to cave. He goes, I've had a contract down there for days. So he was just messing with me. Oh my gosh. But, but I, so I got, I got a job. I was a tall nude. I was in group B and had an awesome, awesome group of girls. But, but here I am in my, in my platform shoes. I'm not kidding you. I don't have any high heels. And Debbie, Debbie Bayless, who is now, um, um, oh golly. Like Cladney? Uh, that's Cladney. Save my bacon with, with Larry Maldonado, Maldonado <laughs> making me sit down and take those shoes off my platform shoes because this is the seventies. And, and I thought they were working quite well actually, because we were learning the staircase number and he picked them up and he flung them across the stage and he said, do not go, do not come back until you have a proper pair of heels. He said, and pointed like get the hell off the stage and oh and yeah oh he was terrifying and and Debbie grabbed me and said come on dear come on and, and took me into the dressing room and gave her gave me a pair of her other heels like she wore like a size 10 I wore a seven it didn't matter <laughs> I had my first pair she let me borrow these heels until until we started getting costumes and and she said she saved my bacon but they, these girls really took me, took me under their wing and, and showed me some of the ropes. And I remember Don kind of got a kick out of me because he'd come and get me and he'd say, hey, come, hey, Car and he called me Carson City. I, I just figured he just didn't really remember my name, but, but just knew, <laughs> knew me as Carson City. He'd say, hey, come, on, come and look at this. And he'd take me up to the top where he would unfold these beautiful blueprints and say, just so you know, this is what this is going to look like. And he'd show me the space set and he'd say, there's going to be a water, there's, this, there's going to be a trough that's going to open up and it's going to rain. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? This is unbelievable just to, to look at these, these magnificent renderings and, and to be a part of that whole thing unfolding from this huge cavernous bare space 
to to having it come to fruition it was it was magical and so he, he just always called he, he'd yell at me on the microphone Carson City do this or Carson City would say when, when he was <laughs> staging the staircase we'd had numbers and and he never used my number he always called me just yelled Carson City down two stairs over to the left and and uh, and at one point I I um I was sitting up there yapping to him and, and I said, you know, Don, someday I'm going to be a principal for you. And he goes, Oh, are you now? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, you better get back down there and get to work. Cause you've got a long way to come. And years later I closed the Lido in, in Las Vegas as a principal. And he remembered that because he wrote on the program to my, to my Carson city beauty, you, you did it. Oh my gosh. And he said, so he remembered, he remembered, he remembered that, which, which really, which just astounded me. We, we ended up sitting beside each other on a, on a plane several times and, and got good and drunk a couple times, as far as I recall, <laughs> because I would always come home and visit my mom. I ended up moving to Las Vegas, but, but I would travel between Las Vegas and Reno quite a bit. And we ended up on the plane several times and, and he'd say, now, don't you, don't you tell those girls when, when we'd land in Reno. You know, don't you tell those girls that I'm, I'm here. He said, I'm going to sneak in and see how the show looks. So of course, the first thing I would do was call, you know, get off the plane and, and call, call the dressing room and say, Don, Don's going to be watching the show. Oh my <laughs> and, gosh. And I got, I, I opened the show. I, I think I worked in it for about a year and a half. I ended up going to Montreal, I ended up working, uh, and coming where else, um, um, that was the first, the first out of town gig, but, but because my, my family was in Carson city, anytime I was between jobs, I would fill in. And, and of course the fabulous Jillian, um, was company manager after she, she was no longer the lead adagio. And, and I remember, I think I told you this story, Sherry, that, that during rehearsals, they were doing pas de cease and I saw them saw Mitch and Jillian do the stand up on the chest. And yeah. I said, I said, I, I want to do that. I want to do that. And, and I ended up becoming an adagio dancer. I said, and, and I never looked back. So I, I got to be a, a principal understudy and I was never a principal in Hello Hollywood Hello. I understudied and and uh, John Paul Reeves was my partner and we did Smoke Hits in Your Eyes and mm. Pot of Cease and and it was just it was just magical. Just when I think back about how lucky I was to open that show and be a part of that. I I went back and forth. I went in and out of the show quite a few times. The last time I was there was probably when you and I worked together. And I think that was, oh, 19, the end of 1983, because in 1984, I moved to Las Vegas. I left on January 2nd to, to uh, take the position as the principal adagio at the Tropicana for Jared Ooh. Jackson. So I had, um, I had uh, picked up a dance partner in Acapulco, Mexico. At one point I had, um, uh, was in Jubilee prior to the fire. So that was, that was uh, 1980. And we were just about to open the show when that f awful fire happened, November 21st. And I looked out the window 
and I had a, had a roommate. We were on the third floor of this apartment complex that overlooked the MGM. And, and her mom called at seven o'clock in the morning and said, uh, girls, your hotel's on fire. And we looked out the window and it looked like an atomic bomb had gone off. Over, oh, wow. over the hotel. And I said, I said, girl, we're not going to work today or for a very long time. So I started working the, I started working the phone as soon as it got to be a, a decent hour. And I got a hold of Kathy and James Taylor, who I knew were doing the Adagio down in Acapulco, Mexico. And they said, well, as a matter of fact, we need, we need a girl. Let me put in a call to Jerry Jackson. So I basically got hired sight unseen and left as soon as my working papers came back in. So I, I left, I left uh, Las Vegas shortly after that fire. Because when, when you're new in town, you don't, know, you don't know anybody. And I knew a lot of those dancers were going to uh, be absorbed into other casts, which, which yeah. is exactly what happened. People, people started manning the phone and calling the Follies, calling the Lido, calling Casino de Paris, whatever shows were available. Dancers that had a reputation were, were given jobs. I'm sure they even boosted the casts a bit so that some of these unemployed dancers uh, could, could have employment. But I ended up going down to Mexico and, and, and ended up replacing replacing uh, Kathy as, as the lead adagio dancer. Uh, Kathy and James were hired as a team and, and Kathy heard her back and I ended, up, I ended up getting the position and that's where I met my dance partner, Tim Shaw, and we danced together for many, many years and then with the, with the, with the goal of getting into the Folly Brugere. We went and worked in, we worked in Mexico or in, in, uh, in Japan for a while and um, until we, we kind of earned our stripes, if you will. And then we did the Follies for, for five years and he got, he got injured and couldn't, couldn't do Adagio anymore. I ended up going over to the Lido where I ended up closing the, closing the Lido. And that's when, when Don, Don wrote that beautiful message on, oh on the, on the, the program. So I, all, all of that was sparked by watching this stand up on the chest, right. <laughs> watching Jillian oh and Mitch. Yeah. Well, there's was, such fun things in your, in your naivete. Cause there's people that have stories. Like my only experience with Don Arden was the audition and having him hearing him scream at people. And he was pleasant to me, but that's all I know is he'd come to the show. We knew to be nervous and that was it. But I hear these other stories of his humor and, like just that kind of thing of calling you Carson city. Like you got to see a part of him. That I think a lot of people didn't. I think if you had heard his reputation, maybe you wouldn't have just walked right up to his booth and said, I, I'm going to be a principal for you. So I think there's something so lovely in that small town. And I, I went to Carson city, I think once when I lived in Reno because we went and got saloon pictures. So all in my mind I can think of is Carson city was like kind of this cowboy Western town. And oh, I, I don't, think I think he- that was, yeah, you might be thinking of Virginia City. Oh, maybe it was. Okay, so Carson but City is, uh, is it kind capital. of this? It is. Okay, I know that. I passed that on some yeah. test years ago. Yes. Yeah. So you yeah. were, it wasn't totally like a Western, because I feel like Virginia City was like kind of a tourist well, facade total tour- at first. Yes, total, yes. My sister still lives there, actually. I just, I just spent a month there, actually, with her. I, my family ended up with, with COVID 
while I was up and visiting her and helping her, her, her husband was passing away. But anyway, then my, my husband and daughter end up with COVID. So I ended up being, being stuck in Virginia city and it, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Yeah. The wooden sidewalks, the bucket of blood saloon. Right. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Get your picture taken. The guns fight, the gunslinger show. Oh yeah. It's a, it's total tourist town, total tour, little tourist trap and lots of fabulous history. My sister actually owned a silver mine there that you could tour back into for years so yeah fun fun but it's fun to think of these uh dancers that are a lot of um brits all these girls that came into the show thinking like what is reno because like, i think they think america i've heard people thought it was new york and they end up staying there but you grew up there but didn't you oh, come into yeah. the show like you just would tell jillian like hey i'm in town did you just kind of fill in for contracts yes short all term? the time all the time yeah i would just call her up and say hey i've got six weeks do you do you need anybody for for christmas vacations or do you need anybody and, and she'd just throw me in i wouldn't i wouldn't need any rehearsal I got good at, at swinging right and left. So, which is such a, a, a great little brain exercise, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, um, I did, I went in and out of that show many, many times, many times. And that was really a, a really fun thing. Cause I got to know different groups of, of gals and, and uh, I just always felt at home too. Yeah always felt at home and still, still friends with so many of those gals. And, and yeah, I just, I just uh, felt, felt really, really lucky to have made lifelong friends. And it's funny because those, um, those Brits, you know, I know you're trying to get the, one of the bunions on. I want or, all or, of the bunions or, or on. <laughs> all of the bunions. You need with all cocktails. of the bunions. Oh my gosh. Aren't they fabulous? Um, um, they, they had a year contract. I think that most of us, when we started, we had six months, but the girls from Europe all had year contracts. And let me tell you, they were not happy with Reno. It was such a letdown, such a letdown. They couldn't wait to get out of there. That contract was going to be up. And that's all they talked about was getting the hell out of Reno. And look at how many of them have stayed. That's the crazy thing. And, right. and I'm, I, it, you know, these gals have ended up having, you know, beautiful marriages and babies um, and, and, you know, careers after and they st and have made Reno a home. And it's, uh, well, let's just say what Reno's not exactly, I, it's a whole lot better now than it was right. back then. But I, I think, have you heard the story that <laughs> Norell one of the bluebells, she was, I think, 16 when she ended up getting hired. And she said, Reno, I thought we were going to Rio, as in De Janeiro. Have you not oh, heard that's, that? Have no, you not my, heard that what, story? A, oh, no, no, it's true. What an extreme. Reno is nothing like Rio. It's <laughs> like to go, oh, my gosh. And, you know, as a 16-year-old, are you really going to look on the map? I mean, you know, I, I don't right. know. And go. And you're not going to fly yourself back home. Oh, because... my gosh. So that's the best story. But but one of the, one of the funny thing is I think I was one of the only Americans on the row of of girls and it was a it was a, a long it was a long row of the dressing room rows the bluebells were smaller but the the nudes were gosh maybe 12 i think girls so, yeah. on, on a row maybe more and i was the only american 
And one day they just, listen, I was very understanding because listen, I had, I, my mother was British, so I had been to Europe. I knew what they were missing. I knew how sophisticated life was in Paris and London and Barcelona. And, and I knew, so I was really, really tolerant of their, their com, complete and utter hatred. <laughs> And, and, or, well, well, loathing of, of Reno and, and their bitching and moaning. But one day they were complaining about the cookies. And I love cookies. And I think that you are uh, crazy if you can't go onto an aisle in any American grocery store that's devoted almost entirely to cookies and not find a cookie that you enjoy. And I told these girls when they were bitching about not our, our biscuits, as they call biscuits. them, of course, our, you know, your biscuits, you American biscuits. And I had had it. I had had it. I said, all right, you girls, I am, I'm sick to death of your complaining. And I get it. But don't you talk, tell me you can't find one damn biscuit slash cookie that you don't like. I got so mad, I packed up all my costumes and there was a vacant spot in the boys' dressing room. And I moved everything into the boys' dressing room and decided that that's where I was going to live now because <laughs> until they were going to apologize. I don't know, I'll have to ask Tracy. Tracy and I are still, Keezian and I are, are, Tracy Hatcher back then. I'll ask her if she remembers this story. I remember it really vividly that I, I was not going back into that dressing room until they apologized <laughs> and I moved all and it was a pain because you know you've got all, there's costumes like the headdresses and the and the wigs and it was you know it was a big move let's just say yeah. it, was a, it was a big move that's a whole and, apartment and, and I think that this Bernard finally uh the the French company manager this was pre pre Jillian he was really snooty um hated me because you know he he hated all things american i think and i i don't think it was just me <laughs> I think it was, uh, but, um, but he he finally he he finally i think came in the boys dressing room when he realized that i was in there and had been there he said you need to you need to you need to get back you need to go back so I don't know. That was just one of my fondest memories because I loved being in the boys' dressing room. They did my makeup for me. They did my hair if I was going out. It was it was like I was thought I'd go, died and gone to heaven. So anyway, that was that was a, a, a funny a funny little story about being one of the few Americans in the in the show. It was uh, it was definitely definitely a, an eye opener. But golly, was it was it fun? What a, what a, what a show. What a show. I was there the end of 79, like October 79 to October 80. And I don't, I think you might've been out of the show. Cause when I even think of the row, like I was on the end next to another American, Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Stedman, Stedman, which is Mitchell now. So we kind of hung out mm -hmm. and then the rest, the rest of my row was around the corner. So like Chris Reed and Marsha. So I would kind of go yeah. back and mm -hmm. forth between the row because it, it feels like it's forever long. Like they kind of had their, because they've been together, a lot of them from, like it was Debbie Cladney, which I can't remember. Uh, Deb Bayless, uh, yeah, Debbie Bayless, yeah, yeah. Debbie Cladney. And Andrea Grant. And I mean, the row was so fun, but I just remember them being like, just really fun and raucous. I think I was just kind of shy. So I'd be more intrigued by them than I actually, I think I got to participate a little bit, but then I'd kind of go around because I danced more with the, rest of my row was on the other side but right. I remember you coming in 
and just, you know, like you had so much life and spirit and you'd come in the dressing room and be like, this. And so you, I think I remember you just being there for a short time and then vanish. I'm like, wait, where'd she go? She was really fun. But did you come into a different line and row when you would fill in or, or were you kind of floating between bluebells or tall nudes or did you, you know, I was always in the, I was always a, always a tall nude, always a tall nude. Yep. No, I wanted to, I would, would have loved to have done I, some of those, some of those bluebell dances. I thought blue sleeves. I, I knew blue sleeves yeah. by heart. Oh, I just oh, love that beautiful. dance. Love that dance. But, but no, never, never did anything but um, uh, B and C group. I think group B and yeah. C. Yeah. Yeah. So love Top Hat. Oh, love Sherberts did. Oh, I love Top Hat. I can still do Top Hat. I can really? still do Top Hat. You bet. We had a reunion over at Frank Coombs house in Las Vegas. This was probably, Ooh, 25 years ago. Oh, I don't even remember if it, uh, anyway, we, we got a whole bunch of us. I was in the Lido de Paris at the time and we got a bunch of us that were in the Lido that had done hello Hollywood. And we did top hat by Frank's pool and the company manager let us borrow, borrow, um, um, tuxedos from the, from the, that were just in the back at the Lido. I actually, it's still down in my bedroom. <laughs> I was like, this tuxedo is going to come in handy. I'll give it back if he asks, but yeah, I ended up <laughs> still got that tux. souvenir. Actually, a, a yellow souvenir, one of many. Anyway, what do I have? I'm just looking around my office. What do I have from hello, Hollywood? Hello. Huh? I actually I accidentally stole the little mitts that we wore for sherbets. I didn't know mm -hmm. I stole them. They were in my makeup box and I didn't open that makeup box until I went to Montreal. I worked in Montreal at Le Chateau Champlain with- um, Oh, that, me too. Is that me where too. you went? Cause I feel like- that the, the, the Cathcon, remember? Cathcon. Yeah. Because I feel like at that time, and we've, a lot of us have talked about this, there were so many jobs. Like I, from there, oh, it was like best. Puerto Rico, Montreal, cruise ships. Yep. Bermuda, like there was so many and Montreal was like, I want to go there because it's somewhere different. And it was, that show was, I mean, that I love the city, but yeah. So I, I actually stole. Yeah. You're, you're going to gonna segue. Me. You're segueing right over. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> very smart. Yes, yes, yes. But, but gosh, the city was spectacular, wasn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then yeah. you did Acapulco and cause it just feels like when I tell the younger dancers, of how many opportunities, because right now really it's LA, New York, cruise ships are kind of going away, yeah. but we were really in the prime of opportunity. Oh, so and if you were a Dodge, was yeah. being in a Dodge team, did that help you even more to get more shows or more? No, it was a little bit more limiting because, you know, when you think about how many, how many chorus dancers there are compared to, to leads. We, we pounded the pavement pretty hard. Um, and, and we knew we, Tim and I knew we wanted to be out of the country to kind of hone our skill set before we really, you know, came back to the U S and, and, and got the gigs that we wanted. I wanted to do, I wanted to do the Paralito in Paris. Um, and, and Pam and Sean ended up getting that Pam, Pam Cook and, and Sean Cronin ended up, we both auditioned at the same time. Um, but uh, South Africa was another, was another one that, that yeah. I, I, I wanted to do that, that, um, that we, we had auditioned for, but they either, they weren't going to have a team or they had a team that they, that they had used before. And so 
it, it was a little bit, it was a little bit limiting. I, I will be honest because there, you know, not everybody features a team that much either. Like, like um, the Lido, the Lido certainly did. And, uh, and Jerry Jackson did. That was, was always nice that, but you were hired as a team and you were let go as a team. And that kind mm. of doesn't happen anymore. There's a lot of, of you, you get thrown together with the, the, the strongest guy in the, in the line. You know, right. Yeah. So I, I also did um, enter the night with um, oh a lot of a lot of former former Hello Hollywood people. There was Tom Lake and and John and John Paul. Who who else? Oh, I ended up with a beautiful dance partner, Greg Sumner. He and I worked at um, at the at the Lido together, and and um, a little bit in Enter the Night. He he was six, three. So to have a partner that tall and when you're on point to have him, yeah. you know, t as even tall, Oh gosh, that he was, he was, he was wonderful. Just wonderful. So, so yeah, I, I just loved being in the air, you know, not mm. many, not, not everybody, not everybody is, is that comfortable being that high up, but I just loved it, loved it from the, and I just said, that's, that's what I want to do. And, oh, I do miss it. I do miss it, you know. I've talked to a lot of girls who were like, you know, 5'10 when they were 12 years old. So a lot of, if you're doing ballet, you miss out on the whole thing of being lifted because you're too tall for all the boys. So I think for these kind of shows, it's a dream for all the tall, because I never got to do any partnering until Montreal. And then I was in a pot of cease. And I was giddy, like just to be lifted for those of us who never got to experience that. Like I'm in class, I'm going to be the boy. I have to lift or partner or something. And so to be, to get to do that as a tall girl and not feel like you have to apologize for having too long of limbs or, or be too much. Yeah. I feel like it's, you get to feel smaller than like, oh, you're, you're just too tall. You're too long. You're too big. So how long was your dance career? Because like, that's a, uh, you know, a I, lot of countries. In there. I danced until I was 40, Good which, job. yeah. And I was five months pregnant with my daughter and, and my, my boss, Terry, Terry Lovern, he was, he was, it was, I was in enter the night and he, he'd gone on vacation for, oh no, I don't know, two or three weeks. And, and he came back and he said, you're still here. Like what the <laughs> devil you were supposed to be gone. Cause I shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't have been on stage, <laughs> but, but you know, you can cover, you can go in the back row. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my, and my last, my last show, I really let my stomach hang out. And one of the girls had painted, um, uh, baby across uh, at the uh, right under my <laughs> boobs and with an arrow pointing at my stomach. Yes. And, and, uh, and we, uh, I did the finale like that. And I, I saw some lady in the audience elbowing her husband, like, see, look, 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 like she was saying, I told you she was pregnant, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, it's so funny because I remember when I was um, in Hello Hollywood and, you know, all of 18, 19, and there were these, these girls that were in their thirties. And I thought, oh my gosh, they're so old. Right. Like they're so old and they're still doing this. <laughs> and, and then fast forward a couple of decades and there I am being one of those gals, but I loved being kind of the mom of the dressing room 
and taken those girls under my wing, just like, just like Debbie Cladney and, yeah. and, and uh, some of the others had done. Andrea Grant was, was, was just lovely and helpful and, and just, just those, and I would do the same for the, yeah. for the new girls that, that were coming on. And, and this is such a funny story because uh, the, the dressing rooms didn't have the best lighting. They had fluorescent lighting over, over us in, in, in the um, stardust. So I asked the lighting guy, can you give me some, some sheets of, of pink gel? So I popped those pink gels in, you know, you can just get got up, got up on a ladder and I, I threw those pink gels inside there and people would come in to the dressing room and look in the mirror, you know, how you're at your dressing table and you talk to somebody who's standing behind you in the, in the mirror. And, and they're like, Oh my gosh, my makeup looks so good in here. What is this? Wow. And I'd point up and they'd see the pink gel and I said, it would take 10 years off you like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I want to put that in everyone's glasses that look at me um, now. <laughs> I know seriously, but he got so mad because everybody started wanting the pink. He said, Liz, these are really expensive. These sheets. Of- <laughs> He's like, I had to outfit the entire place in pink gel. <laughs> I said, you know what? You just tell him it's for anybody, anybody over 30 or 35 that, that gets, gets the pink gels. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's something so, so- fun that of just like you know we want to because if you feel older you feel like the old one compared to the young ones it's hard on your um confidence but I think it's like when you see people dancing past 30 and they're still looking amazing and still can dance it gives more hope instead of like well you're old at 25 go retire but oh my gosh I I know I feel like I I was just coming into really really my own yeah. Right. As, as a dancer, maybe the legs not as high. Um, but there's something that, that you, you stop worrying about the, the mechanics and you just dance with emotion and then, and then, and then it's over. It's like, ah, you know, so that, that was the unfortunate thing. I, I would have liked to have, have done some, some, some more, um, yeah, I would have loved to, I would have loved to have done some more adagio, but let me tell you, I knew really right out of the gate that there's a very short shelf life, especially for the adagio dancers, because it's really yeah. hard. It's really hard on your, on your body. I ended up with a new hip a few years ago, which was, which was, um, oh, I'll, I'll send you one of the, one of the pictures that um, will explain the, the need for the new, the new hip. <laughs> not that, not, you know, listen, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty common occurrence for, for so many because back then they didn't have, I know, um, I don't think the, the Hello Hollywood Hello stage had any give to it. I yeah. think they put that right on concrete. Same now, now we're, they're smart enough when they're building a, a stage that they, that they put in special flooring so that it's yeah. not, I'm, and uh, uh, it's not nearly as hard, not nearly as hard on, on bodies as it was back then, but boy, that, that can can that can can was brutal was was really brutal but but fun you know definitely definitely so i know that you you have a time commitment to get to somewhere you're going to go but as we are ending is there anything that um because you were talking about like you know you've got artwork from the from i think it's from the lido 
you've got like pictures of dance that before, like when your kids are growing up, you don't have pictures of mostly naked women on your wall. But now you're like, at 60, I proudly put this out because this, was, yes. this is who I am. It's not gone. So is there anything yep. like even like these conversations and then like the hello, Hollywood. Hello. I want to give another shout out to Tracy. She did an amazing job on that reunion. Oh, that reunion. Oh my gosh. So I know so there's a ton of work. I, I have a regret I, I, that, that I, didn't, I didn't have my daughter with me. You know, she was, she, she, I just thought, oh, she's not going to be interested in this. And boy, I, I kick myself for, for not, because just those, those relationships, for her to see these, these relationships that have sustained decades and how, how marvelous that time was. And, and she's going into dance. She, she's been home since um, March. She's studying uh, in New York. And she's, she's going back in a week or two. And, you know, it's a little, little question mark there is what, what the world's going to be like for, for the future you know, yeah. for, for, for her and, 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 uh, sorry, my kitty's in the background meowing, but <laughs> like, like we discussed, we're yeah, not, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to worry about that too much, but, but, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was really, really fun to, to, um, just wander down memory lane a minute there with you and, yeah. and hello, Hollywood. Hello. It was, it was awesome. And to think about, to think about it sparking, sparking such a, a, a cool career, you know, for this little girl from Carson City that just didn't, you know, if I, I think what, what would I, what would I have done um, with all, all that training? Oh, I'll tell you, here's, here's a good story. This is what, this is, then I'll, then I have to scoot, but this is um, my very first professional job was I was in San Diego, California, and the Bolshoi came through. And this was 1969, and they had a, a piece in their, in their show called Ballet School, where they showed little kids into adolescence, into becoming an apprentice or in the corps de ballet, into becoming a principal dancer or the, prim, you know, the, um, the prima ballerina, who was Maya Plisetskaya at the time. Any, any ballet aficionado would know who Maya Plisetskaya is. Very, go Google her, her dying swan, legendary. Mm. Anyway, my mom said, hey, we're going, you're, you're going to ballet class somewhere different today. It was a Saturday morning. And I said, okay. And it was this massive, massive convention center. And there were hundreds and hundreds of girls and, and some boys. And that we just had chairs, rows and rows and rows of, of chairs. And we started doing a ballet class. And as the class went on, people were tapped out. And if you were touched, you, they just disappeared. And pretty soon, it's 50% is gone. And then now there's 70% gone. And I'm looking around. And now there's just a handful of people. And the next thing you know is we're sitting in a circle. And we're being told what, what is expected of us. And I, so I have no idea. I just know this guy's terrifying. He's, he's carrying, he's pounding a stick. He can barely speak English, but you know, ballet is ballet. So he demonstrate anyway, I ended up getting a, um, hired to do this ballet school segment with, I guess, six other little teeny girls that were, I think it was nine I was nine, nine, maybe 10. And we got to perform with the Bolshoi. What, what it was is they were not allowed to bring children on tour with them. 
So they each each major city that they hit, they had auditions, and then they got you got to perform that the week that they were in town. So that's what changed everything for me. Was oh my, my parents went, oh, maybe she does have some promise, right. because, you know, to see to yeah. go from a room with four hundred little kids down to to six, and 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 then my mom said well, you can take as many classes as you like, because I just don't think they believed the teacher. They, they, they were thought it was just, you know, oh, revenue event. We, of course, they're right. going to tell every parent their kid's fabulous because right. they want more money. You know, that's where they were. So, so that, that changed everything. And, and so I basically, Sherry, what I'm saying is that I peaked when I was nine, when I performed with the Bolshoi. <laughs> It was so good where, on a resume. Where do you go from there, though? But but it was that was pretty remarkable. And had that not happened, I don't know if I you know had I not had that opportunity, had had my I think that changed everything a lot for my parents too. Like up yeah. here, they went, oh, you know what? Okay, we're going to really encourage this and not not just recreationally. So anyway, oh my gosh, um, that yeah, was it was. The fact that you've been on at nine, I don't know if you got to notice and feel what it, like some people get hooked on that feeling of being on stage and performing, but you're the, the tenacity oh, to just yeah. like follow through with Darnard. I'm as Carson city, not number seven in the green, not whatever. Like you had yeah. your own name. Yeah, I was, I was somebody, I was miss, I was miss Carson city. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah. Anyway, well, it's been, it's been a fun little conversation, Sherry. It really oh my has. Gosh. So really good to reconnect. And so next time I go through the panhandle, I'll oh, you, you have up. to, you have to, love you to. have to, oh my gosh, it's, it's literally, I'm right off of the 90s. So, and everybody, everybody that's on a road trip, I, I mean, just, just look me up on Facebook and, and message. I think my phone number's on there. I just, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, it's, it's, it's really fun. Cause it's, it's such a part of me that is, is, is pretty dormant. You know, yeah. you, you don't yeah. really realize until um, you get a chance to to chat with some some showbiz some showbiz friends. I I teach. I but I like I was telling you before we started this. I I don't talk about my uh, professional background that much because because it's it is well at least when I first moved here that was a fifteen years ago. I kept it pretty quiet because if you you hear Las Vegas people think and you were dancing they think you're swinging on a pole which. <laughs> I, it's hard. I, it, it's, you know, it's a lot, a, yeah, a lot of, it's a, it's a small town. It's a small town. And, and some people that, you know, they just don't get out. So, yeah. so they don't, yeah, they just think it's what, what you see. So anyway, it's really, it's really, really fun to really fun to go to remember. And I hope that, I hope these bunions do, do another, another wonderful reunion because seeing everybody is just so magical just yeah. so magical. And what yeah, is, was, and I don't know who's been, who's been posting all the clips on Facebook. There've been so many clips of, of I've done the hello. Hollywood. Is that you? I, is yeah, that you? I have the DVD and so I'll, I'll oh, show some more because yay. I, you, and I'll, there's a link of where you can find it. There's somewhere, I think it's out of Reno or Carson city of archives of old movies and hello. Hollywood is the only thing in there. That's like dance related. The rest of them are like old movie classics. But I don't think it was that much money, and I got it shipped within a week. And no, I, I had, got a copy. I got I got a copy at the reunion. I and I wanted, yeah. And if anyone has a copy of the old, like that has Tiller in there, that's what I'm trying to find. If there's any video 
before nothing against the Furcos, but I've been trying to find like the video of the show like early on before you know they started changing and cutting some I things. I can't believe they cut that. Yeah, the Tiller I line. I cannot believe they cut the Tiller. Oh my gosh, that was. That's such I a wanted show. to show that, like to say we weren't just parading in feathers. We also had this massive kick yeah. line. I that still have my coffee mug from the very first um, reunion that they did. Gosh, and that had to be back in in two thousand and two or three. Anyway, anyway, it's got it's got a picture of of the kick line on it, and it's <gasps> and yeah, yeah. Don't and ever so lose when that. I, <laughs> when I have company, I'm like, hey, look at me. This is me. I'm the pretty one. <laughs> <laughs> my legs higher than anyone else's. Oh my gosh! Well, Liz, no. Okay. This well, this is wonderful. This was so fun to connect with you and. Uh, Hopefully we'll inspire some of these shy bunions to actually like oh, get on here gosh, because right. it's, it's just conversation. It's just fun to, to realize we are more connected than we know, even if. Oh, and you know what? And the best thing is that, that it's not on video, even though I did put eyebrows and a bra on for you, Sherry, <laughs> which is, I did which the is, same for you, which is rare by the way, but, but, um, but not having video, it's, it's just, it's really nice. I, I, I don't know. There's something it's kind of, uh, you know, there's an anonymous factor happening yeah. here where, where, yeah. And people, people will uh, still picture us in our twenties. Like we still look the same. <laughs> if we look the same, if you have a pink gel or maybe like three get, pink gels. Yes. The pink gel people, I swear lighting is lighting is everything. I don't oh my gosh. Well, listen, I could, I could regale you with stories of on and on and on, but, but that's about, that's about it. And I do have to, I got to fly up to be somewhere. Yep. So I anyway, think in a while but, we might do part two with everybody because everybody has like about seven hours of story. So we'll just call this part one. Well, I've got, you know who I'm going to hook you up with is Mary Mackey, Tim Mackey. That's who <gasps> he, you know. I've been he, trying he, to find him. Oh, okay. we're great friends. We're great friends. Please, yeah. please. And, and I just need somebody to confirm that, that the, the time that I spent in the boys' dressing room, I think I'm going to call him and ask him if he remembers that. So right. anyway, because it, it seems like- touch. His okay. legs. I remember him in the drag shows. Like, why are his legs prettier than all these showgirls? Oh my gosh, wasn't he beautiful? Beautiful, 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 yeah. beautiful. I saw him. I ran into him the, when I first moved to Las Vegas. I had gone to a, a Halloween party at the Gypsy, and there was this beautiful guy in drag in in this Anne Margaret dress, and I went up to him and I just said, "You are so." completely stunning I just had to tell you and he goes Liz it's Mary and I went <laughs> oh my I went what and he goes and you know he was wearing a dress that Maureen from Hans and Maureen the crossbow yeah, act yeah had given had given him this this beautiful uh flaming red number that you know had all the strips a la Anne Margaret right and <laughs> I didn't even recognize him I know I know I know oh my so, gosh. so great okay no, I'll hook you You're, up I'll hook well, you up we're gonna, so. the more we do the more we're because people have other people that we need to tell yeah. all yes. the stories. This is going to yes, go on yes, until yes. we're 100. Okay, no. Okay, sweetie. Got to go. Goodbye, Bye. Liz. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Bye. Ciao for now. <laughs>